currently binging the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds to rate, comment, all greatly appreciate it. So yeah, we are discussing (laughs) Dune, which recently dropped. This is, I'm going to say this right now, this is going to probably most likely be a short one. And I know I sometimes say that and it ends up being an hour long, but I just do not see how this can be long just based on what the few things that I do want to talk about. Um, And I do want to talk about it because, well, before we get into that, I should probably do my warnings. So this is a spoiler podcast. Like, we're talking about TV shows and movies that I'm watching, and so therefore I am going to spoil them. So if you did not watch, then this is your time to stop right here and maybe come back after you watch. This is also a solo hosted show, meaning I have to keep my own self in check so I can go all over the place and go around in circles. I can repeat myself. I mean, I am human, so I can do a lot of things. And yeah, if that's not your thing, then again, you can stop right here and go and check out another podcast that may be more so your vibe. And yeah, this is based on a book. I didn't read the book, so there will be no book spoilers. I didn't even Google anything about the book, so I have no clue what happens in the book. So those who get like super pissy about (laughs) book spoilers, there are none in this one. So I think that's everything that I like to say in my warning. So yeah. So I don't want to talk about this because just found out that the second part of Dune is going to, it's being greenlit or has been greenlit. So we will, it will go into like production soon and all that and we'll start filming and then all that. And then we'll have a release date at some point in the future. But yeah, and you're probably like, okay, what does that mean? Well, I did Google some things about this movie just because I didn't Google anything prior to watching it. And while watching it, I had a lot of questions just based on kind of like the pacing and where we ended once we got to the end. And I was just like, there's no way that this is only supposed to be one movie. Like it literally felt like a setup. (laughs) And if you've listened for a while, you know how I feel about a setup movie, especially a two hour, 35 minute setup movie. Just seems a bit much, but we'll get to that. So. This was directed by Denny Villeneuve, and he essentially approached this because this, so it's based on books. Again, didn't read the books, but also a movie was attempted in, I didn't Google this, but I want to say either the early 90s or the 80s. I feel like it's the early 90s. Do not yell at me if that is wrong, but (laughs) they attempted to make a movie and tried to stuff everything that happens in this movie or in the books into this movie and it didn't really it wasn't really well received from what I could gather I did not watch this original movie I did not I don't have a desire to go back and watch it just because I don't know it's this I didn't even really have a desire to watch (laughs) this movie and the only reason I watched it is because of the people in the movie And I love a lot of the people in this movie. And, you know, I like to support those who I do like. So (laughs) that is the main reason why I went into watching this. Also, the marketing around this was 
pretty spot on. Like, I felt like the actors were really engaged in marketing this movie. And um, it just made me be like, oh, okay, maybe I should watch it. Now, when you do watch it, and if you are a fan of, so let's talk about who's in this movie. We have Timothy Chalamet, we have Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, Jason Momoa, Josh Brolin. Like, that's just some of the people. Like, these are all, like, heavy hitter names or, like, big names. So, um, specifically, when you're talking about who follows the younger cast <laughs> being Timothy and Zendaya, like their followers and fans are usually a mix up. And I would say Zendaya, Timothy, I honestly don't know, but I'm just going to speak off of Zendaya. I feel like she has like a good mix of like Gen Z, millennials, and maybe some upper just because they're like oh Zendaya you see we've seen her in a lot recently and especially with her being in the MCU and the Spider-Man movies like that's even more of a following that she's kind of attracting who probably normally would not follow her um and so from what I've gathered <laughs> and of course I peeped this while watching it but a lot of people were not happy about how much screen time she had there, the calculation was thrown out there. I feel like it was somewhere around like nine minutes or something like that. But you're talking about a two hour, 35 minute movie and she wasn't, she like barely was seen in it. So I knew people were gonna be upset about that. Um, so let's just talk about this movie. <laughs> it was very long. And the beginning makes it feel very long. It is a very much so a world building type of movie where some world building movies and it kind of reminds me of the movie with Tom Holland in it which I literally did not google this but I feel like it came out either early this year or late last year but it's kind of like the same thing where it's like post-apocalyptic kind of a feel um what is the word that they would use for these movies that they were saying? Are people still interested in like dystopian type movies, which is a lot of like what these movies are. And I feel like these movies that are coming out today are still technically dystopian to me, but I feel like people are trying to move away from using the word dystopian. So it's like future, far future, like just these words that seem a little more um, palatable than dystopian because when like the Hunger Games and the one that had, uh, oh my gosh, what was that girl's name in it? You guys know what I'm talking about, but similar to Hunger Games, like when all those movies were coming out, it was like dystopian this, dystopian that, dystopian this, dystopian that. And then um, kind of close to when, I can only think of the last one, which was Allegiant, but um, there were two before, there were two movies before that or one movie before that. I can't remember this time, it seems so long ago. <laughs> but um, around the time that that third movie came out in that series, everyone was like, are we fatigued from dystopian movies? Everyone was always questioning if we're fatigued from something. Are we fatigued from dystopian movies? Are we fatigued from superhero movies? Are we fatigued? Are we, like, yeah, when you keep talking about it that way, then I can see why people would be fatigued. But anyway, <laughs> that was like a minor rant for no reason. <laughs> but yeah, so... All that to say, 
This was still like the difference between this one and how it was kind of like doing the world building and the one that I'm kind of comparing it to, which is the one with Tom Holland, which is Chaos Walking, which I did watch that one um, like on demand. <laughs> and that one was the same thing where it was felt like literally a setup where it's a lot of world building. But in that one, even in this one a little bit, and, and this is not about Chaos Walking, but it's, I'm using it as a comparison since they both came out like fairly recently um and that one i got lost in exactly what is going on as far as like why are we here what is going on like how did we get here kind of a thing that you would usually kind of like answer in the setup movie <laughs> whereas in this one the setup like i'm not gonna lie the first like hour i literally said a text this to someone like the first hour is boring it's like so boring and it's hard to pay attention and i found myself so i should also mention that i watched this at home uh because they dropped it in theaters and on hbo max and there was a lot of like controversy around this dropping on hbo max when hbo max um or wb like announced that they were going to drop at least for this year, movies on hbo max and in theaters simultaneously and dune was one of the movies um where everyone was like, no, we're not going to do that. This is not meant to be dropped that way. This needs to be seen in the theater, all that stuff. And I can see why they would say it needs to be seen in the theater because it is a beautiful movie, like gorgeous movie. The like effects of that, I have no complaints. I literally was watching it and I was like, again, I did not read the book, but I don't know if this is how they described what some of these, th these things looked like, but watching it, what I got out of it, um, specifically when we're talking about the little things that like fly them around the helicopters, I was like, they look like dragonflies or something like that. So like, I don't know if that's how they, um, defined it in the book, but it just translated on the screen where at least to me, you could correlate it to something that you would be familiar with. And that was like throughout the movie. Um, and the other thing about this was like, why I think it works for it to be slow is that a lot was said, but not actually said. It was in like the emotions and the interactions mostly um, between the characters and like how they looked and like the pauses and the silence and all of that. Um, you could feel a lot was being said without actually being said, which I think really worked. Um, but as I was watching it, again, no idea. I'm like two hours and 35 minutes. Again, didn't read the books. But I'm like, this has to be everything that happens <laughs> in the book, like a complete story. But by the hour mark, I was like, okay, no, there's no way that this is, this is going to encompass everything because we had barely seen Zendaya at that point. Um, and I can't even tell you honestly what is going on in the movie, which is kind of bad. But essentially to me, it seems like there are these different, and I'm going to use my own terms because I don't know the terms that they use in the book. But this is kind of how I interpreted the movie. And if you disagree or if I get that wrong, please let me know in a, in a cordial, respectful way. But the way that I interpreted it was that there are these like families, kind of like a hierarchy system. There are these families who are essentially in control, like we're all the way in the future where like resources are limited and somehow 
um, and I don't know all these characters' names. I literally have IMDb pulled up because I was like, I, again, a lot was said, but not actually said. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't even remember all these people's names. Um, but Paul and, cause his name was said a lot, but, um, essentially his family is told by, and it also kind of reminds me of maybe like the monarchy kind of where there's like, yeah, the royal family. And then like, they are kind of like making decisions from the top down and it's like trickling down and you're like, and everyone's like for the crown and all of that. Like, that's kind of how the structure, what the structure reminded me of. And so there's this person who's like the super powerful person who we have not seen, who's making all the, the decisions and telling people where they need to go. And they send Paul's family to the desert to be in control of the desert people and like everything with the spice and like mining the spice and all of that. But they were essentially sent up there out there as a setup <laughs> by the this all-powerful person. But then also by, I think his name was Tophir, Tophir or something like that. Um, you guys know I'd I be butchering names and I'd be trying not to, but um, because they thought that it belonged to them. So essentially there was someone on the inside who was working with them and um, Paul's father kind of realizes, especially after they go out and look at the, um, the spice mining or whatever. And he's like, we've been sent out here to fail. And then literally that night, like their whole um, like home gets overtaken by the top person's army and then also Torfair's army. And like literally Paul and his mom narrowly escape and get pushed out to I don't, I can't remember what the name they call them, but they're like the sand people. And this is where like Chani or whatever lives. And Paul has been seeing all these visions or whatever. <laughs> Do you guys like my like Eva summary of this? Because <laughs> I'm like literally talking this out and I'm like, oh my gosh. But anyway, um, so out to like, I can't remember what they call them, but we're going to call them like sand walkers or whatever. And he has this power where like he sees dreams and it can kind of tell him like he doesn't really know what the dreams mean because he's still kind of young his mom also has power where she can like control people with her voice and so like she was working with that old lady who was also in on the setup to be like um paul is going to be like he's the man of the future again can't remember the name they were calling him but this is what everyone essentially thinks that he is and he's kind of like struggling with if that is who he is so like that's kind of what i got from it and then they get pushed out of their home they're literally in hiding with these people who they don't know paul has to fight this man this man who's like you are not who they say you are and you don't get to stay and he ends up killing him i mean it was a it was a, a gorgeous uh fight scene like really like everything about the movie was beautiful <laughs> like beautiful but it was just really slow and really long um but you know that's okay <laughs> kind of a little bit again ugh, i try not to but like you guys know i i'm like oh you can like cut out like 20 30 minutes and you can probably still have a pretty tight story i kind of feel that way with this one um we probably could have cut out like 20 to 30 minutes and still had the same story. Uh, but yeah, so 
<laughs> he fights him and everyone's like, oh, wait, no, he really is who he says he is. So all those visions that he's been seeing had um, Chani in them and essentially it was like the future. And so I'm assuming, because again, I did not read the book, part two is going to talk about like, it's going to be the future, like how he kind of like becomes this person who's going to lead people to freedom victory i honestly don't know <laughs> this is so bad i honestly don't know what he's leading them to <laughs> but this is why i was like this is probably going to be a short episode because i just wanted to get out some of my thoughts and i really don't have too too much to um say on this other than it was super long it was a very slow build um especially that first hour was like really hard for me to pay attention too. And I'm kind of like glad that I didn't watch it in theater. Did I mention where I watched this? I watched this at home. I did not watch it in theater. And I'm going to tell you why I didn't watch it in theater. One, I mentioned this at the beginning. I wasn't even really interested in seeing this until like more recently with all like the marketing and the actors or whatever pushing it. And then you guys also know if you listen to any of the episodes that dropped this month that I was traveling a lot. Um, and I also have been recording literally back to back because I watched so much stuff. And there was just no, honestly, there was no time for me to squeeze in going to, to the movie theater to sit for two and a half hours. Like there was no way. So um, again, also, if you listen for a while, you know, I've been trying to like up my home viewing experience and so I was like honestly I do have a pretty uh good home setup that I can watch this and talk about it briefly and so that's what I did uh, I'm not going to complain like I always do <laughs> about these movies that drop um on streaming at the same time as in the theater and how I feel like they just boost or they make the volume so low uh, compared to everything else. I'm not going to talk about that because like, I just, I just don't understand why they do that. But, um, honestly it was a, it looked beautiful on my screen. Everything sounded beautiful in my sound system. I'm sure it will sound even more epic in theater. Uh, especially because there are so many moments of like pause and silence, but yeah, I think for what I wanted to talk about, watching it at home worked for me. But yeah, so I mentioned that part two is greenlit. Um, I didn't even talk about money. Oh my gosh, we're all over the place. So let's talk about that really quickly. So domestically opening weekend, it did 41 million total to date. And this is today is the end of October. So like October 30th. <laughs> today is at 241 million um, worldwide. Or on tomatoes 83% critic score 91% audience score anything else that I did not mention at the top that I usually do so um, the 41 million was actually like the biggest opening I believe for Denny and so the studio greenlit part two which they had they did not film um, so I was watching something where he was talking, he was talking about they wanted to start filming soon just to keep like continuity and all that. Um, but yeah. And then he also mentioned, cause apparently there's another book, Dune Messiah, um, depending on how part two goes, then like he wouldn't say no at the moment to doing like a part three 
around Dune Messiah. Again, have no idea what happens in these books. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, the other thing that I wrote down, I'm like looking at my many notes that I have on this, was so Josh Brolin's character, we never actually see him die. So did he actually really die? That is the question that I left this movie with. Like we saw everyone else who died, we saw them die except for him. We saw him run out into the um, battle, but like we actually never saw him die. So that was a question. Does he make an appearance in part two? Like, is he still here? Is he still a thing? Don't spoil it for me, but <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. So I guess I can give you guys my rating on this. I honestly would give this like a solid B. I was gonna say B plus, but honestly, I would give it a solid B just because it was a really, really slow, well, it was a gorgeous movie. The acting was on point. Like I literally have no complaints about the look of the movie, the feel of the movie, um, the acting in the movie. I just think that that first hour was really, really hard to, at least for me, to pay attention um, in because it was so, so slow. And also like, there's one thing where you're like, you're gonna split into two parts, but there's another thing when it actually, when it feels like while you're watching it the entire time that this is literally just setting up another movie. And I don't know, that kind of like <laughs> gets to me a little bit. So that's kind of what uh, some of the reasonings around why I'm going to give it a solid B. So I told you guys, this was going to be quick. I think this is a record episode, but I want to know what you guys thought about Dune. Let me know again. I am on, um, what is it? Discord. <laughs> I already forgot. This clearly could, clearly I don't know all the things. I am on Discord. This is new. So like if you're on Discord or even if you're not on Discord, join Discord. Join me on over on the currently binging um, server and let's chat about it. I want to know what you guys thought and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at Currently Binging on Instagram and at Current Binging Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and I'll talk to you in the next one.